husband's sweater in the background. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are take two. We are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We're doing it with red lips and no denim jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, here with my lovely best friend, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. Two best friends rocking two houses, 2,000 miles away. A uh, little crazy on a Monday. How are you? You look like li- it's cold, crazy. cold there. Like, what are we, what well, are we doing no, it's there? It's like this, it's this in-betweener where you get up and it's 28. And then by the end of the afternoon, it's 68. And then it's just, you got a layer, mm-hmm. you know? So this is my current layer. Okay. I had to take my layers off because it's two hours later here and mm-hmm. the greenhouse uh, is heating up. Like, oh, nice. my bedroom and the greenhouse are like a sauna right now. So. <laughs> nice. But we have a really uh, humid day. I got up at 4.30 to work. Ooh. And uh, like, forget the 5 a.m. club. You and I are going to write a book called the 4.30 a.m. club. Oh, um, it stings. It stings, you it guys. It hurts Just so in case good. you ever think, oh, I'm not a morning person. I don't like it. No one likes it. Just do it anyway. I like feel my way. <laughs> to the espresso machine. And the cat is always super friendly in the morning. Like he comes to say hi. I'm like, I'm gonna trip over him and fall down the stairs one of these days. That's what's yep. gonna what's gonna happen. Um what was I saying? Oh, lots of fog here this morning. Beautiful. Like the mm. sunrise was just muted in haze. It was absolutely gorgeous, but uh it's very humid now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I had some of that. I got a bunch of little things already kind of shriveling. I'm like, come on. Rain? Looked at the 10-day. No rain. Oh, we're just soggy. We're just like a bog. We've had four oh, days four days of nonstop rain. Just nonstop. And it was cozy. Good for the moss. Oh, Good yeah. For the moss. Oh, it is. The forest is, the rocks are covered. Yeah. <sighs> cool. It's well, beautiful. It's good to be with you on this beautiful Monday. Likewise. Hmm. Well, it's. <laughs> Can we do this? Do we have it? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Shay. I need to send my espresso SOS. Dear Stuart, please bring me an espresso. Espresso, please. I always think how funny it would be to eavesdrop on another couple's text thread, mm-hmm. especially a couple that's together all day during the day. It's just the most random. Like makes no sense when I look back at mine and Stewart's text thread. It just makes me giggle. Yeah, because you just randomly are shooting stuff at each other during the day. And are you yours know? longer than his? Oh yeah, I get okay. Yep, K. I get the K. Thumbs up. Really? Oh, the thumbs up. <laughs> just like all of you listening, never send me the thumbs up. I find Listen. it so abrasive. Why? <laughs> it's saying yeah, but got it. I don't. No, I don't like it. I don't like thumbs up. I never do that. Anyways, like well, you're a loser then. I apparently need more affirmation than the thumbs up. You're okay. doing great today, Ange. This is an affirmative message <laughs> for you. Thumbs up. Thumbs we up. have to talk about something really important that also has nothing to do with anything. Okay. But because of our interview with Brian Kozlowski last season, if you missed that, go listen to it. Prince Philip died over the weekend which I know, don't cry, okay? 
It's it's a big thing for the royal family. But I would just like everybody to know that I looked it up and Prince Harry will be going to the funeral and walking behind the casket with the rest of the family, but he will not be allowed to wear his military uniform. Rightfully so. And Megan will not be coming because she has not been cleared by her doctor. So it goes. It's That's That's what they say. I'm just saying Prince Harry will be there. I was worried about Prince Harry not being able to be there for his grandfather. Oh, He's yeah. going to be he'll, there. He'll be there. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll there. be there. I thought his uh, condolences were a little frigid. I don't know if you saw those, but. No, I didn't see those. I Archwell.com. Check it. Okay. I mean, um, one thing that did make me laugh, though, mm-hmm. I think it uh-huh. was on your Instagram when you posted. Maybe it wasn't on yours. I follow so many British people that it was just Saturday was just like. Well, it was died. the first thing I saw, like at <laughs> five in the morning or whatever. I was like, oh, I mean, you knew. It was, I know. You knew. Yeah. But that's what makes this comment so funny. So somebody posted about his death and mm-hmm. somebody in the comments was like, uh, something doesn't add up here. This is suspicious. That was on my. <laughs> oh, she thinks the queen's dead, too. And that I was one, just like, he was 99. She's precious. No, she <laughs> thinks the queen's dead. She thinks it's just like a weekend at Bernie's going on over in the Windsor Palace. I mean, <laughs> it was so good. I was like, this yeah. is the least suspicious death ever. Ever. <laughs> there is in no fact, Illuminati. <laughs> I know you all think the Windsors are part of the Illuminati. It's we not- should be surprised he was still alive. That's what's he, suspicious. <laughs> he just was driving his Range Rover three years ago. He just gave up his license a few years ago oh, living so quietly good. in their so country good. house until covid let the man die in peace oh yeah the instagram you know that brought out all the beautiful people let me <laughs> I tell bet you it did. if you want to see humanity at its finest <laughs> post a respectful mention of a royal family member passing mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. peachy mm-hmm. <laughs> Whew. But even my kids saw it and they came down for breakfast. They're like, what is wrong with people? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry about that. They just can't keep their opinions to themselves. And then they go and start podcasts and start like broadcasting their opinions to everybody. It's a really terrible world. Well, we try to rein it in. I know we just told everybody <laughs> that chippy white furniture is so passe. We, we didn't lost. get any aggressive. I didn't get any hate emails about that. I was okay. expecting them. Okay. Did they you? Were, they were too busy putting a second coat on. So, oh, okay. Trying well, to cover up the chips. <laughs> today, we are going to be deep diving into the spring home, all the things. So much going on right now, this beautiful season. But before we get there, ladies, if you'd like to see Shay's scarf or my sundress, then you need to make mm. sure that you head over to patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. We would love to have you show us some love, quite frankly, for all of our opinions and uh, (laughs) (laughs) become a patron. You can join at two different levels. We have a sort of a beginner entry level. And then for you hardcore fangirls that want to join us on our quarterly call and have exclusive access to the full video versions of these episodes, you can become a fangirl patron. And there's lots more perks there, and we love to see you there. Uh, we are posting, trying to post uh, blog articles from both Shay's blog and my blog that are relevant to whatever we've most recently talked about, so you can sort of step into our world and stay there for all the the homemaker chicness you can handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's that? All you can handle. Patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And... 
And go ahead. Old World Design Society. I was going to tell you to do it. You want me to do your ad for you? Sure, go for it. No pressure. I'm just kidding. I'll do it. (laughs) The spring session of the Old World Design (laughs) Society is just about to begin. So for those of you that uh, purchased the print and or the digital, the digital is coming out in a few days and the print will be shipping next week. The Old World Design Society is a very special place for those of you that love oil paintings and tufted velvet sofas. You love French chateaus. You love cozy little farmhouses. You are an old soul and you would like to find a like-minded group of people to hang out with and a beautiful publication to supplement that. You can visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. The print is almost sold out. So if you would like a beautiful magazine to hold in your hand with no ads and large, full bleed, lush photography and all the old worldness you can handle, do that right away because it is going to sell out. Any minute, I think we're looking at Monday here, uh, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. And then you can join us in the private group and meet hundreds of like-minded stylists and designers and garage sailors and antiquers. And oh my goodness, the homes around the world that they post in this group are amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. So, so we would we would love to have you there. I love to see people take pride in their houses. I do too. We had some friends over for dinner. Actually, we had quite a few friends over for dinner last night because we had a really wonderful crab feed because we're celebrating life, frankly. And um, it's been good. We've been able to spend a lot of time with Audrey and Matt, Danica's Mm -hmm. parents, which has been really fun. They came out. So Matt's actually from Alaska. So I held up a crab to his nose and I was like, smell it, Matt. Doesn't it smell like home? Anyway, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But there was a husband there talking about his wife and he was talking about just very confidently. He's like, she's so competent at everything. Like, I just can really rest in that. And I thought, what a beautiful compliment to give your wife. Wow. Because she's a homemaker. She homeschools their kids, you know, does all kinds of stuff for the church, coordinates all kinds of social stuff for them and for their family, has people over to their house all the time. This is my friend, Natalie. You guys have heard me talk about Natalie a lot, but he just said, she's so competent. Like I can just be so at rest when something's on the schedule. Cause she just takes care of it. She knows how to do it so well. And I was like, man, isn't that, shouldn't that just be our goals as homemakers to just be competent in all these things that we're putting our hand to. And I think you see that even in design with a lot of these people in your old world society. Yeah. It's exciting. Some of of what I look at, I just think, oh, like my goodness, your eye is so trained and you've created such a beautiful environment. You can see the family heirlooms. You can see the pride um, Mm -hmm. that it's just elevating that. Yeah. Elevating their surroundings. It's not for show. These are very real homes. Very real. Yeah. But there's a specialness to them. I love it. So fun. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. That is a a happy rooster. I think that's the same rooster as a... Is it another rooster? I think so. Um, I had to dispatch a goose the other day. Did I tell you this? We had. Um, um, I didn't know you actually killed him. Oh yeah, he done gone. He's gone. Oh, he, gone. he done gone. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> did I mention this on the show or did we? Talk no, about you it talked on a to phone me call? about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I did. All right. Well, I have to tell everybody now because yeah, that tell them what happened. Been open. 
we were out in the garden before all the rain started and we heard this like thunk, thunk against the chicken coop. And this is a couple hundred yards away, probably a good acre away. And I just thought, oh my, there's a fox in the hen house. Like there's a (laughs) mammal. Something is in there thrashing about because we could hear a thudding against the wood. And all of a sudden out of the little hatch comes one of our uh, Toulouse geese with a buff Orpington in his mouth, like by the neck. And he's just whipping her around. It was horrific. All the hens were freaking out, screaming. Oh, yeah. They were going berserk. He he was like, I, I can't even describe. I've never seen, you know, aside from like some nature show. This was so violent. He wouldn't let her go. We all went running over, screaming. I threw the lid at a to a trash can like into the run just to try to like break it up. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let her go. It was it was, it was Did she so, die? She didn't. That's surprising because geese are strong. Oh, they're strong. Like Joel has Nick's bloody Nick's on the back of his calves through his farm pants from these Whoa. geese. Oh yeah, they're nasty. We're down to one. Yeah. <clears throat> and I actually I feel like I need to either give her away or have her for dinner because now yeah. she's like where, oh, where can my true love be? She's just out there looking for him, and I feel like a big jerk. But this, I mean, you know, Junior would go in to get eggs, and you have this goose that's as tall as Junior. Like, he had to go. Yeah. But I've never seen a goose attack a hen. Yeah. It was the weirdest I haven't seen that thing. either. So, geese my- were, ours were so aggressive. It was just like, you don't get to be here anymore. I don't enjoy you. They're My beautiful. sister just texted me. She's like, I think we're going to get a goose to help with the hawks. Hi, Chels. Uh, instead of a rooster. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> They're so loud. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you have the space and you can have a separate pen, mm-hmm. I would love those Sebastopol geese, the ones that look like they're wearing like a Chanel wedding Skirt. dress or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those. But ugh. I yeah. bought them for the storybook aspect and they all they did was yell at me. So mm-hmm. we called it a verbal assault. Every time yeah. you go to do anything, anything, they would just verbally assault you. And you're like, listen, I have kids. Yeah, I get enough I get, of this I get garbage. <laughs> exactly. So All true. right. Oh, geez. Wow. That was a professional podcaster move if I've ever seen one. So graceful. Um, let's cue the wine music and then deep dive into the spring home, shall we? Let's do it. Excuse my clicking. Got it. Yeah, you were a little loud in my headphones. I had to reach over and turn you down a few times. You don't like to hear my breathing? I love that shake. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker shake. Is it just me or has our breathing gotten better? I I hope it's gotten better. Or we've gotten used to it. I don't know. People will let us know. But this is the portion of the show brought to you by... Yes. Uh, This is our wine segment, ladies and gentlemen. Go for it, Ange. Oh, sure. You were doing so great. We are. We're killing it. This is the part of the show brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. Actually, like, let's just be straight up. Our friends over at Dry Farm Wines, this company is so fabulous. We're talking about... uh, Do you have it? Do you have what we need? Okay, do it. You do it then. Okay. No, go on. Okay, we're we're just talking about a level. Okay. Uh, Listeners, I... if. I've talked about this before on the show. I love to be in the hands of a professional, whether it's somebody helping me pick out a dress at a shop or someone who knows their antiques 
or someone like Dry Farm Wines. They know what they're doing. They have an integrity. This is their life. This is what matters to them. So when you select your wines with Dry Farms, you are in their beautiful hands. And they are the company that bring Shay and I and so many of our listeners fabulous, organic, naturally yeasted, which means no genetically modified yeast added, uh, old world, family grown, no garbage wines, which means no red dye, no extra sugar. Those of you that are thinking about bathing suit season right around the corner, this is the company for you. They will ship you wine every month, or you can just order whenever you want. Three, six, 12 bottles, white, sparkling, red, or... Or... Do you need something? Yeah, it's under the stairs in the laundry room. You'll see it. It's on top of the gun safe. Okay. Okay. So, a lot of you are already Dry Farm members which is so exciting, but we are stepping into rosé season. And we asked Dry Farms if they would do something special for our Homemaker Chic listeners who are already members of Dry Farms or are wanting to give it a try. Just like a one-time purchase, what are these all about? And they did. They heard us and they did. So they are going to do a special rosé deal for you guys as homemaker chic listeners for the next 30 days so like starting today is this right yes yeah starting today monday monday the 12th the 12th nope no oh okay the 16th okay starting friday it'll start friday so put this in your back pocket okay the link that you're going to use is dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic rosé Ooh, spelt just like Rose. Okay. Homemaker Chic Rose. And this is going to be a special promo where if you're already a Dry Farms customer, you can get, you can add this onto your membership if you'd like three bottles of Rose a month or six bottles of Rose a month. And if you're brand new to Dry Farms, you can either do this as a one time order and just say, Hey, give me three bottles of Rose. I want to give it a try or six bottles of rosé, I want to give it a try as a one-time order. And with either of those, they're going to include an extra bottle for just a penny. So you actually get four bottles or seven bottles of rosé, which is very exciting. And if you decide that you would want to do that as a membership order, which basically just means they send it to you every month. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. They'll just ship it to you. You can either do that as well. So three bottles or six bottles. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get in on this rosé promotion that starts on Friday. We will make sure to post our regular Dry Farm links, Dry Farm link in the show notes, as well as this promotional one that we're mentioning now so that you guys can snag it on the 16th when it starts. But here's something really exciting. I'm doing a wine tasting with them, virtual wine tasting at four o'clock. Are you going to come to this today? I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, they sent us an email. I have a YouTube email. video with them in a few weeks. I didn't know you were doing a wine tasting. No, Super no, no. Fun. I like. I'm just going, and we're gonna all all of us are gonna drink this rosé together. Oh, I thought. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'll be there. It's very exciting. Sure. So yes, do check it Wait, out today, the 16th or today, today the 12th at four my time. So that's six your time. Okay, well that doesn't do our listeners any good. But today, okay. No, no, no. But it's just exciting. That's yes. all. They do really good. I love their uh, stuff on Instagram. They have- yeah, it's really fun. So put that in your back pocket because as of Friday, you can get in on this rosé 
the special little rosé promo that we're going to be doing with Dry Farms. And that's going to be really fun. And like, I just, I have to just have to say, I don't have to say, uh, if you've only had grocery store rosé, then you need to get like a good taste skunky. Try it. It's like, like cheesy, not in a good like way. Boons or something. Like you just need to, yeah, you need to try a real rosé. Not from dry yeah. farm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. What are you soaking okay. today? Oh, I okay. I did. I actually, I wasn't going to open this, but I figured it's late enough in the afternoon while we're recording. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is an Italian radice, which I know is not how, how you say it. Radici? Is that radici in Italian? It's radice in French, but this is not a French. It's got to be radici. Um, this is actually really interesting. It's a frizzante red wine. It's like a sparkling frizzante red, which bubbly. I've yeah. never had in my life. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that one, but I've had one like that from Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's you really know, fun. Frizzante secco. Really okay. Like it. Mm-hmm. That's fun. There you can I would it. have guessed that was like a rose. It doesn't look red to me. It doesn't. It's an interesting I mean, I color. guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Well, lovely. very exciting. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check out the dry farm links below. Make sure you get in on that rose promotion, even if you're a current member or you'd like to maybe give it a shot. We will include that and that will go live on Friday. Perfect. So check that out. Very springy, which I think works yes. today uh, great with today's topic. And I just like want to talk about spring. Can we just talk about whatever's going on from our um, we chicken coops, talk about chicken chicken coops to our closets? Yes, we have Whatever. so much to talk about. We actually haven't been able to talk this weekend because we've been both just very busy, swamped, and with fun. Like we we yeah. turned off work for the weekend. Which, if you're an entrepreneur, you know how hard that is to do. Yeah. When you do what you love, it gets very tangly, very tangly. It does um, because it doesn't, it's work, but it's not necessarily work. And Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's, it's tricky. Little, speaking of swampy, it's a little swampy. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing we have to talk about is something that provident, it was God's providence that I saw this. It was, <laughs> you should see my hand. It was, this is what it was. We went to a little birthday party for a boy in our church. Our family did this weekend. And they have this really beautiful old house, like kind of mid-century house that was built in these gardens here. And he's the groundskeeper of the gardens. And so they live in this really beautiful property. Anyway, their ceiling in their living room was like the beams that I have down in my new bedroom. And they had painted them. So mine have been painted in the past. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, what do you do then if you want to stain beams and be inspired by this new project? They just painted theirs brown and then did sheetrock in between them and painted it white. And it looked awesome. It looked beautiful. And it was my exact ceiling, which I've never seen before. If you guys are new to the podcast, we are renovating our downstairs into a chic adult apartment for Stuart and I. And it's a trash bin currently. But that was really exciting to me because I'm, you know, we talked last week about putting these pieces together slowly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a visual person that it gave me such fuel for this next project. It was very exciting. I've often wondered like how you could um, salvage a beam that's been painted. So you're, you have like the 
basement, you know, you've got the boards running this way. And then do you have like the ones that go like this? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the floorboards. Okay. I always wondered if you could um, paint them brown and then even stain over the top. So mm-hmm. you have like a little like variation. Little but variation. I do love the idea of the sheetrock in between the beams because I have beam beams in mm-hmm. three or four rooms downstairs. And I, I want to break it up a little bit because I mm-hmm. do have the floorboards in between each one. Mm-hmm. And I told Joel, I said, can we put drywall up and then mm-hmm. I can judge my joint compound and make mm-hmm. it look like the beams are sitting in plaster? Yeah. Instead That's of what they this did. very manicured because it's very, my rooms, yeah, they're cool, but the beams are very manicured. Like I need to go beat them up and chisel at them a little bit. They're yeah. not, you know, they're 40, not, 40 years old, not 100 years old. So yeah. 140. So Ooh, that yeah, that's really how cool. they did this one. And it was, and it was really great. And it just kind of made me so often we, we swim so hardcore against the grain of our houses, trying to make it something. And it was because I originally thought like, I'm going to cover this with something, some sort of ceiling, you know, shiplap or some sort of tongue and groove thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Hey, this is going to be a much cheaper option than doing anything like that. But yeah. how often do we look at our, our spouses, I was going to say our houses and just think, mm-hmm. What do we got here that I can work with? We talked about this a lot last week, like working yeah. with what you got and being confident in it and being like, this is my house. And what about it? Yeah. What about it? <laughs> right. What about it? And we you know we you know talked about do? this. Oh, sorry. I had no, idea. it's okay. Go ahead. You could put a thin insulation under that sheetrock. Mm-hmm. That's why we need it for noise. Noise. That's yeah. why I don't want to leave it like it is because okay. noise. I need something to kind of soften it a little bit. Okay. Sorry. What Um, were you going to say? Well, you know how so often we've talked about like, I could do this, this beautiful cottage that I'm doing now. I would also love to do like a chateau or an estate or I, you know, sometimes I dream of doing like a really sleek, modern Italian home or like I have 18 houses in my head that I could create. Right. Right. And you can't, you know, Mm -hmm. unless it's your job or, or you're really pursuing some serious avenues of exploration. (laughs) For the most part, we're all just given one space to sort of mm-hmm. cultivate. And um, it's kind of peaceful to bring in elements of things you like into your house, but also just to like rest in the fact that this is what I have and this is what this house is going to be. This is what it wants to be and helping mm-hmm. it to find a confident expression of that versus, well, I really want, you know a 17th century chateau, but I live in suburbia. It's like, well, you're probably always going to feel a little disjointed, you know? And so like, how can we marry those two things together in the house so that it makes sense and we don't kill ourselves doing it? Anyway. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Food for thought. (laughs) Food for Uh, thought. (laughs) I want to reach and grab. Do you want to see? We've tried like a beginner sample of my brick. Do you want to see it? Yes. So Angela is... uh, doing her conservatory or her greenhouse in a faux brick. So they're like these brick panels that now she is, she calls it jujing up to make it look old and plastered. So I haven't seen this yet. Okay. So I'm seriously like, this is the, actually my YouTube video on the 16th is going to be about going to be the beginnings of this. And it's going to sort of pick up what we talked about. My earring is stabbing me uh, last week about affordable alternatives. Right. I'm going to be showing the baseboard and this and Amelie's ceiling uh, wainscoting wallpaper and stuff. Yeah. 
So friends that don't have the visual, um, I bought a stack of really cheesy brick paneling because actual brick veneer, even though that's the affordable version as opposed to brick was not affordable. So we, this is just the beginning. I want it to look like a crumbling wall that is revealing brick. So this okay. is just like rough draft number one. Okay. Patrons are getting a little bonus here because they get to see it. Okay. So here's the brick. Cheesy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. All I right. wish I could see the texture of it. Well, it's... Is it sand? So you put some sort of white finish over these red bricks. It's and chunky. It's, it is chunky. Okay. It, I, chunky. it doesn't oh, quite yeah, translate. Yeah. I was going to say it, it needs If I go texture. in, you're not going to be able to... My camera's not going to focus. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, it's... Uh, That's going to look good. It's like two-eighths of an... It's thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I'm going to add like my office color. Yeah. Instead of this is the joint compound. Yeah. I think I'm going to mix paint in. Some it. sort of dirty wash. And I got concrete patch yeah. kit too. So I'm going to do like concrete piles yeah. and oh, it's going to be yeah. awesome. It's one of those projects that you're only really – the difference between being it being okay and it being excellent are just your commitment and your time to the detail of it. It's going to take forever. Yeah. I mean, just putting it up – and just removing all of the um, trim and the mm-hmm. base, the nasty rough hewn cedar baseboard and stuff mm-hmm. to put this up. The kids and I worked on it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's actually going to be a really funny video. There's, mm-hmm. I had to edit it because there was about 47,000 times where I sighed like you accuse me of sighing. Uh-huh. And I just keep going, this is so gross. This is so gross. Because uh-huh. there's like hair and stuck, stuck, yeah. stuff stuck to the wood. It's just... Pretty gross. <laughs> I took um, Saturday off of work and we went and did a bunch of fun stuff with the kids later on in the afternoon. But I had a few hours in the morning by myself um, while they were playing outside. And I just love Saturday mornings. I hold them so dear because I feel like you don't have to return emails. Mm-hmm. You don't need to record. I love recording podcasts, but it's work. It's all work. Yeah. And I love to just be able to turn inward on my house. And so I spent some time in my dining room sort of stripping things back for when we, Mm -hmm. when Stuart does like, be like, okay, you can, I will release the beast. (laughs) Like you can get started on this wallpaper and this paint project. Mm -hmm. So I took a bunch of stuff down. I threw away a bunches of, some bunches of old dried lavender that they're charming in the fall and then in the winter when there's nothing. And then when fresh tulips come up, you're just kind of like, oh, this kind of just looks like old dusty lavender. You know, it's right. time to right. get rid of it and bring some fresh mm-hmm. stuff in in the fall. Anyway, just like peeling back layers of um, – I had a like kind of swag um, hung in my dining room with a bunch of stuff clipped to it, took that down, and I was sneezing for the rest of the day because it was Mm -hmm. so just dusty. I mean, stuff just gets dusty. And like we clean. I clean. (laughs) But I pulled this. Well, it's not like I ever, this is like a piece of trim that's up around the beams. I don't ever dust up there. Plus you cannot dust rough hewn cedar. Right. You can't. You can't. So there's like hair on it. Yeah. It is so disgusting. I was mortified. And at one point I like yank it off and everything just goes like right on my head. Sick. 
Someone get my inhaler now. Gross. (laughs) It was so gross. It's so frustrating as the homemaker to be like, this is disgusting, but all I do is clean. (laughs) Oh, it's just part of life. I just went into my bathroom. I'm like, really? This is our toilet? Yeah. This is what it looks like? Did someone die? Yeah. What? We've renamed one of our kids TC, which stands for toilet clogger. And I will not tell you which one it is because that would not be kind of me. But it's gotten real bad in there. (laughs) It's gotten real bad. So uh, homemakers, just in case you feel like you're alone, uh, you're not. Just in case you feel like you are the worst homemaker who's ever lived because X, Y, Z happens in your home, you're not. Just don't let it stop there. Just don't. No. Don't let it stop there. do the baseboard, so we're going around doing the baseboard that we talked about last week, I'm going to seal in everything like some sort of a time capsule Mm -hmm. so that if my grandchildren someday own this house and they're ripping baseboard off, they find their Uncle Aiden's Nerf bullet (laughs) or what have you. Or chewed up piece of bubble gum. A Lego friend, right? (laughs) Rotten apple core. Petrified apple core. Yep. We did that when we took out the floor in our kitchen, the family that lived here before us, God only knows when, um, but was there was marbles and little oh, little plastic marbles. toy figurines and a yeah. lot of beer bottles and a lot of whiskey bottles. Oh, in mm-hmm. the floor. Um, the whiskey bottles were in the cabinet that they had closed off with sheetrock. So when we, we busted through the sheetrock and we found this whole closet that they had like just barricaded over and it was just full of whiskey bottles. It was like empty, empty. Like he was obviously drinking on the job and it was like, Hey, my wife's going to get mad if she sees all these in the trash can. (laughs) So I'll just keep tossing them back there until we close it up. Yeah, it was quite funny. Um, so let's, you know, you and I are, we just are project people. It's just the way it goes. Don't feel bad if you're not. I know a lot of my friends are not. Do you come from project? I come I from, come from I come project, from project stock. people. My grandparents, like before they mm-hmm. moved, people were like, would you just stop? It was yeah. just like, well, what can we do now? And then my grandma would go, we need to clean the barns out. And the kids would be like, the barns are clean. Yeah. You know, like she's just like, yeah. The problem is Stuart did not come from that. And so he's looking at me like, are, you're crazy, woman. You are. Same with, same with Joel. Crazy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in my family, it was like Friday, you clean the house because my mom always had Fridays off. Yep. So Friday was clean the house day, go to the grocery store day, get new dish towels day. Like we're Fluff. feeling good. Fluff we're, the whole yeah, house. We're feeling good. We're feeling good Nina. on Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saturdays, it was like, we're going to Lowe's and we're painting something or we're yeah. putting in a new garden bed or we're doing a new stretch of fencing or like we're doing something. Oh, as kids, we didn't live on even on property. We were always outside on Saturday, mm-hmm. shoveling wood chips or yep. mowing the lawn or doing whatever, Something. raking. Yeah. You don't realize how ingrained those things get to you. But I told Stu, like, and, and I have to be sympathetic because he he is not this way. He loves the result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and I have different ideas of fun because I've tried to explain to him when I want to deep dive into a project like wallpapering my dining room, he's like, you know how much work that is. I was like, I know, but it's fun. This it's is going to be is, easy. <laughs> I know. This is fun to me. It's not mm-hmm. fun to him. And I know mm-hmm. it's not fun to my family when mom goes all crazy. So I have to keep it in check, which is good. That's a good thing to keep in check. Mm-hmm. But um, I've also learned to like do the things I can do and ask for help when I need help 
Or sometimes it means saving up for a project and and actually hiring somebody to help me. Um, But, you know, we get there in the end. I've just learned different ways of kind of dealing with stuff like that. So assuming not everybody is a project person or is maybe going to be tackling a big project this spring, Mm -hmm. what are some, like, what's, what are the springy things in your home? Like, what does that entail to you? Uh, well, I just ordered a whole nother round of beeswax candles. Mm. God bless so Rosemary God, and her beeswax God candles. God bless Rosemary. And we'll put a link to that candles. in the show notes if y'all want to. Oh, she'll love Rosemary us for shop. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it just means so just little things. Yeah. You know, I swapped out all my mangy. I had like all autumnal colored, uh, dish towels. And then I had moved on to, um, sorry, Danelle just texted me oh hi Danelle Danelle. uh then I moved on to Christmas and you know then it was like okay well then I need something fresh and sparkly so I have green and white very yeah crisp happy dish towels I took down all the plaid I've got all like just very clean I I just uh while I do like things like really cluttered and cozy I tend to go like a little I kind of swing yeah the other way instinctively or impulsively Right after the holidays. So yep. it's a lot of clear glass and white and beeswax and greenery. Yeah. Uh, so um, I've packed up a lot of things that are heavier and where it's appropriate for me to do so and just lighten things up. Mm-hmm. It just helps me sort of shake off everything. Plus, our winter here is longer than a lot of people's. So I'm just coming into spring. Like my bulbs are just. Just five, six inches out of the ground right now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I One, could very easily have two feet of snow right now, but I don't. I mean, like this is bonus time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, there's something, there is like this newness about mm-hmm. spring. And so I find bringing in like new, we've talked about this. I think it was last season, new white wash rags or <laughs> Yeah, like you right. said, new clean hand towels or just shifting things around in a way in your home. Even if you don't have any extra money to invest in new stuff, shifting yeah. things around. That's what I did on Saturday in my living room. I just moved some chairs, like swapped them around and put a plant up on the piano instead of being on the floor and just a few things. And all of a sudden it felt new. Let's like, let's do that. Cause I don't, I don't want our audience to think like we're always just advocating for buying something new because right. We're not, it's not like this stock that we come from as, you know, as we just talked about, yeah. um, you know, new dish towels are $12.99 on Amazon. But I remember when I couldn't do that. Yeah. What are some things that we could do around our homes uh, that don't involve spending a dime? Well, I think to make them feel springy and fresh, you know, yeah. Just talked about rearranging furniture. Always Even rearrange your-, your furniture. Yeah. Because you could, and you can really manipulate the feel of your furniture. Like if you've got a nasty old couch, get an old white sheet that you mm-hmm. have and throw it over. You see this in design magazines all the time. Their furniture is literally just draped in white sheets or white fabric and new pillows, you know, or thrifted pillows or yard sale pillows like i've done them all (laughs) or the pillows you know a lot of times we have a throw pillow that has like a muslin on the back flip it over oh yeah sure you know take your bedding your heavy duvet or your heavy Mm -hmm. comforter and pull it 
pull your white sheets three quarters of the way back. So they are what's showing. Tuck them in nice yeah. and tidy. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. a white comforter on my bed and then I have this really beautiful velvet forest green duvet cover that I put on in the winter because it's incredibly warm. Because forest green velvet <laughs> duvet. I know. And it's, I got yeah, it right? at a thrift store for like $8 and it's a pottery barn duvet oh, cover and yeah. it's gorgeous. Um, and I love it in the winter time. I'm still cold in the springtime. So what I do is I take it off. So I have a nice white comforter and then I just drape it at the end of the bed. Mm-hmm. And so it it adds a completely different feel. It's literally the exact same things just put together in a different way. Mm-hmm. Our, we're conditioned as people to, to like new things. And I think if you, especially if you're on a budget or especially if, you know, I know some husbands that really don't like things to be moved around. Yeah. You know, they like to know where things are and there's mm-hmm. certainly something to be said for that. So what are the small things that you can do? I think moving plants around is a big, easy one. I switch tables and tables around a lot or lamps mm-hmm. around a lot. Um, it was funny actually going through my living room and my dining room on Saturday. And I thought we're at this different stage of life now because for the last 13 years, I've been collecting stuff. Essentially I was Coming, you know, brand new newlywed. I had like five things to my name, had no idea what my style was ultimately going to end up being. And mm-hmm. so for this last decade, it's been hitting up yard sales and hitting up Goodwill and hitting up thrift stores and junk shops and vintage markets and collecting these things that I have now. And it's interesting to be at this place. And you can probably speak to this more because you've been here for, for longer. You've just had the same style for longer than I have, but it was almost like this feeling of refinement. Now, you said something last week, actually, that I really took to heart. And it was looking at your things and saying, like, what's going to go with me to the next phase of life? Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of things where I liked them and they were my style and they worked great, but it wasn't something that needed to come with me through the next stage, you know, and maybe it was the quality of the item or you know, maybe it was just maybe just a little bit off or a little bit in one direction of a style that I wasn't quite keen on. Um, mm-hmm. So dare I say, like the act of actually taking some things away can be a way to do that without investing any money, but it gives you a whole new feel for your space. Uh, for example, I took out a throw blanket that I've never loved. I liked it and it worked, but I didn't love it. And I just thought, I just was like, literally, thank you for your contribution to this house. You can now go on to your next, your Mm -hmm. next life because you're not going to come with us to this next stage. But that season of refinement is a really exciting one to get to as a homemaker. Yes. And spring kind of feels like that. Yeah, I think so. I think there's just little things you can do everywhere that just bring a freshness about and whether it's just a dollar 25 bouquet of daffodils in the checkout lane or yeah. you know it's so funny i was just thinking about i always grab my straw hat and i put it on a nail at the back door and then when you moved your head just now i saw your straw hat yeah but it looks springy my and it looks hat. happy and it is mm-hmm. it's very sweet i actually thought um i thought too when you said that um open your doors and windows and put on some good music free. Yeah. Right. Totally free. I told Angela this morning, I've spent all weekend listening to the sixties hits because that's what I listened to growing up. So when my mom was cleaning the house, when we were doing projects on Saturday, Mm -hmm. that's what we listened to. 
We listen to the Mamas and the Papas. We listen to the Beatles. We listen to the Beach Boys. We listen to Eric Clapton, like all of it. Mm-hmm. The Supremes, like all the good stuff. And so I put that on for my kids. I was like, y'all are going to have to know these songs. Sorry. Don't like Led Zeppelin. Sorry. You're going to listen to it. You're going to know these songs, you poor little homeschoolers. <laughs> and, um, and it was a hoot, but it was literally just windows open, nothing major. We didn't buy anything. It was just mm-hmm. refining the space, freshening it up. Super simple. Mm-hmm. And gosh, what a difference it makes. It does make a difference. And I think, you know, even I'm just like hearkening back to just when. I didn't usually have toys in my living room. We had a little tiny playroom. It should have been an office, but it was a playroom. But just even moving your kids' things around, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can snag a – if there's a wicker basket in the basement or you can snag a wicker basket at the Goodwill or something, like putting their stuff in some fresh bins, going Mm -hmm. through, picking out the lint balls, just freshening up everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting rid of stuff that's holy or stained – that's always a good kind of move, you know, even if it does mean just a little bit less. Yeah. You know, maybe it means your boys have just a little bit few p- pairs of pants if you get rid of the ones with the holes. Um, but it does. It, it adds a complete different feeling to your room, which actually um, we should talk about how this applies to makeup because I talked, okay. I shared with you all my Frenchie videos I was watching on YouTube last week. Um we should tag Justine's channel. I love Justine. Okay. I think she's excellent. I do too. She's excellent. Um, so we'll tag her channel below. But she talks a lot about French. Um, she's French, so obviously. But just finding your style and being confident in who you are. And she's very relatable. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. She's, she's not, not fussy. She's not fussy. She has, she has all the knowledge, but she looks like someone you would just – I mean, you, yeah. What comes out of her mouth is not um, maybe she just seems very approachable. I'm not. I'm not totally very well. But. Yeah, she's great. Um, I haven't watched her in a long time. Yeah, I used to watch her every morning on the treadmill. I really, I really and, love her yeah. channel. But you know, just watching her videos um, and, and kind of being in the vein of what we talked about last week, it has really encouraged me to be. I know, like we both love makeup. We both wear makeup every day. But there is something about this season where you're kind of like, let's dial it back a little bit. Like, let's just, there's something about spring and and even more so in summer where you kind of want to wear less, mm-hmm. right? Everything's just a little bit softer, a little bit daintier. Um, why? Like, what is that? And do you feel, you're looking at well, me like I maybe just, I'm alone here. No, 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 okay. you're not. I mean, think about, think about winter. I just think there's this overall... Uh, cozy thickness heavy <laughs> layered thickness you know for those of us that live in like a, a four season or have mm-hmm. snow i think it just kind of comes with the territory and then you you go out that first day and you get a little sun kissed or you get a little wind chapped you know and you mm-hmm. go oh yeah that's mm-hmm. that's nice that's nice mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of this fine line between um you know for me i'm like skincare neurotic like mm-hmm. protecting yourself but getting a little sun-kissed and exposed at the same time. I know that's why the Lord made bronzer and all that, but mm-hmm. it is. It's a different um it's yeah. just a different a different look and a different approach, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't 
Like eyeshadow. Like I don't wear eyeshadow in the summer. No, I don't wear eyeshadow don't in the wear. summer. I also don't wear eyeliner because my like literally melts, <laughs> just melts yeah. no matter what kind no, I, I wear. I get like a really rock solid waterproof <sighs> okay. tar. Okay. And then that's what I would wear like on the weekends or something. Mm-hmm. 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 It's kind of a nice feeling. I mean, my five minute makeup routine has gone to like a three and a half minute makeup routine, which is fabulous. And even like putting in the eyebrows and stuff, everything's just everything's just a little bit lighter, a little bit fresher. And I don't know, it just, it has this really new feeling about it, which you like backing off and doing less. You wouldn't think that that would be the case, but it is, it's exciting. Do you have any, um, new wardrobe pieces or any direction you're going for spring wardrobe? Yes, I do. So I, okay. Listeners, you guys have been uh, traveling along this winter as I've been having my 18,000th fashion crisis. So here we are. And <laughs> sometimes I'm envious. doesn't have your cell phone number. <laughs> sometimes I'm envious of you, Angela, because you, um, you just have a decade of experience on me in, in, <laughs> in sorry, <she>. sorry. <laughs> But just in who you are, like there Mm -hmm. is such a cool confidence that comes as you age. Yeah, it's so funny you say that. My kids are giving me a hard time about being old the other day. I think my oldest two are finally to a point where they, they're like, oh, I don't want to be old. (laughs) And I get it. Like I look at their beautiful skin Mm -hmm. and their, their youth and their energy and I think, Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not covet. You know, like, <laughs> yes. but at the same time, I just think you, you actually don't know what you're missing. Like, I get mm-hmm. to get up every morning and go, "What about it?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, boom. This is me. Mm-hmm. You don't just you know just, what I'm doing. Weird, <laughs> yeah. And and not to say that I don't. You know, I'm like everybody else. I have insecurities and yeah, self deprecation and things like that. But uh, there is something that comes. With the territory, mm-hmm. you, know? yeah. you learn so much about yourself as you go through things and as you mature. And I think fashion has this really beautiful way of expressing what, how we want to be perceived by the world, right? And how we perceive ourselves and this outward expression of something that's going on inside. Um, so this is going to be a TMI example, but like the first couple of days of my period, I always <laughs> wear. A sweatshirt and not like a hooded nappy sweatshirt, just like a nice crew neck. Just I need to feel. I need to feel soft. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Maybe somebody out there knows what I'm talking about, Um, but it's like it's not the time that I would wear like a tube top or some edgy leather piece like it's not gonna happen do you have tube tops and edgy leather pieces in your wardrobe if i so funny if i did if i did i would not wear them because inwardly what's happening to me just emotionally and physically outwardly expresses itself do you know what i'm saying i do well i wear lounge pants the first few days okay i have to be i have to be like really comfortable from the bottom (laughs) half down that's when i get out like the like I go full on like the lounge pants that you can buy in Costco while you're checking out. Like, oh, I'll that's take two, funny. Please. You know, like yeah. I wear tight jeans because I need I want to feel like secure, like everything's. So then I do that on the place. last half. Then I just. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so so all that's to say 
Um, I have learned to see pieces on women and appreciate them for what they are and appreciate that they can wear them while also being at peace with the fact that like, that's not what works for me. Yeah. Um, I don't like loose clothing or like flowy things really, unless there's a really structured piece to go with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I just feel like a seven-year-old. I just don't like it. And I love it on other women. It drives me nuts because I keep ordering them and then I try them and I just feel like a turd. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta stop. That's funny. Um, so, so actually I was going through my closet when we moved downstairs, um, last week and I was asking myself the question, like, this is a beautiful piece. It's great. Is this going to come with you into the next stage? You know, is this yeah. the next season of, of Shay? Is this going to serve you in that? And I was mm-hmm. able to say no to a lot of pieces that I had said yes to in a previous season, but without guilt, you know, mm-hmm. they get to go on and live their next life. Um, You know, my, my problem with my closet often is because I've had the same style for so long, mm-hmm. I have pieces that are old. Mm-hmm. They're just old, and I have to just, like, separate, like, a guilt attachment. Some pieces I'm mm. very happy to keep, and others I just feel bad. Like, do I have to still wear this? It's my style, but am I morally obligated <laughs> to keep wearing it? Like, yeah. I've had this for 12 years. Yeah. Do I do I have to? There's a few things, like coats. Mm-hmm. I have coats that I've had forever. I'm a coat-aholic. Yeah. Um, but, but other things I've... They're they're still me, mm-hmm. but like I, they don't make me excited anymore. Right. Yeah. One of the things that Justine talked about in a video I watched last week was finding your uniform. Um, yeah. because she's like oh, high fa- high fashion's great. Having your cocktail dress that you can really mm-hmm. bust out when you want to, sexy, great. But like, what are you going to wear on Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what are you going to wear? What is your uniform? And so I actually sat with that thought this last week. And I know this may seem unimportant, you guys, but it's not because like we've said a thousand times on this podcast, how we package ourselves for the day really matters and how we package ourselves for our family and for the outside world does matter. So I sat with that thought, what are my uniforms? And for me, I realized that it's um, some sort of a blouse or basic tank top, like a, a really neutral, like white, black, basically white or black. Those are the two colors that I would wear of those with a like a high-waisted skirt, something I can squat down and garden in, something I can throw an apron over and mm. scrub the dirty laundry or scrub the floors. But like you could put on a cute little pair of heels and some jewelry and go out on a date. So it's super versatile. And I actually have denim uh, coveralls or like, sorry, denim overalls that you can pull on over them. So if you need to go out and milk the cow or whatever, it's really easy, really versatile for the life that we live here. Mm -hmm. So that's one of them. So I did buy a few new skirts and a few just new clean tank tops without like armpit stains (laughs) for the season ahead. Right. was super proud of myself. Do you ever like fill your shopping cart with stuff and then not buy it? You spend all this time like taking inventory and oh, this size. Okay. I got it all. And then you never pull the trigger. Well, no. Okay. (laughs) But I I do, I do try things on. Well, when we were allowed to try things on before you could get COVID from a turtleneck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I do 
take a lot into the dressing room. And I kind of do it in the high hopes. Like I look at these garments. I'm like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell that you're my style. Mm -hmm. But as far as the cut and craftsmanship, you know, you put it on. Mm -hmm. You can tell usually instantly. You you know that no fitting model ever tried this garment on because it's just bad. Yeah. So I usually go through like a stack of 15 things to get two. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. It is helpful when you know what your style is or what you're looking for to be able to narrow that down, mm-hmm. most certainly. So my second uniform that I decided would be kind of one of my everyday ones is just I, I wear like a cigarette jean, a nice tight jean, because mm-hmm. that's what I like, and a blouse. So like a, just a button-up, yeah. you know, your classic button-up collared shirt and all different. So I bought myself like three new blouses and like nothing complicated. And and actually that's something Justine talks about. She was just like, this is your uniform. This isn't your yeah. showpiece. You're not going to the Met Gala. <laughs> right. Like there's nothing right. wrong with wearing a nice white, clean, starched button up shirt, a nice I jean and a good loafer. <laughs> Not complicated. I tell you what, when you find a blouse, a, a white blouse that works, you buy lots of them. Mm-hmm. I have four. Mm-hmm. They're just now about ready to retire. But I think I wore two blouses last week when we were, I love yeah. a button up. They're my favorite. Yep. Geeky. They're structured. I like them with little silly prints. Yeah. But. Casual. Yeah. And you know how I figured that out for myself is, you know, as far as looking, you were talking about looking at other women. I would see other women and they'd have like a cute scoop neck, cotton, three quarter sleeve t shirt or something, even even just a cute t shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would put that on. And a great, you know, lit, litmus test is to see a photograph of yourself. And no matter how cute I might feel in that, if I see a picture, I look frumpy. And dumpy. In a t-shirt? In, in something. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Just absolutely terrible. I never look good in a t-shirt. Hmm. Um, if I wear a t-shirt, I'll wear like a little jacket over it, but I don't usually just walk around in, in a, a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. Because there's just not enough. I think lines um, for all the curves that we girls have, I think when you bring in the lines, the collar, mm-hmm. the buttons, the cuff, it's super flattering. It sort of com- it complements the, the uh, feminine yeah. shape. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. But that is true, that contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it highlights your collarbone. It highlights beautiful, you know, women are beautiful. They are. All women are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have necks and wrists. And, and so the garment then like highlights those things. Sure. You know, you know that reminds me. I was talking to Audrey last night about the marble countertop that's never going to get here for the our marble kitchen. Countertop that wasn't. It's like the yeah. hardest thing. I was like, "Are we building the Eiffel Tower here, or are we getting a slab of marble? What Shays are we doing Sienna. here?" Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that's a story I don't even want to talk about. But okay, we were talking about the juxtaposition between mm-hmm. things and how, gosh, that works. So wood walls in our kitchen you put that against like a sleet finished marble and it's like it creates this like new old rustic you get all these different textures and it's like you're hitting the yin and the yang if you will okay Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's kind of what you're talking about with structured pieces, with the flow and shape of a woman's body, you get the same kind of a thing. And if you notice that even with a particular outfit, you can do that same thing. So for example, if I'm wearing a nice starched, starched, uh, you know, button up something, maybe just a Mm -hmm. little bit more structured, a little bit more classy then I always wear my Mm -hmm. hair really casual because Mm -hmm. it's, you sort of counter it, you balance it off. Whereas if I'm wearing kind of a loose flowy fitted blouse, maybe I'll do a nice tight French twist or a really nice tight little Euro bun kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of always creating these, or if you have like a full face of makeup, maybe you're just really feeling it, but you don't pair that with a really frilly blouse and this and a bunch of jewelry and really, you know, done up hair because it's just a mm-hmm. lot in one direction. And mm-hmm. I think creatively, as an artist, at least, I'm always trying to find these. That's what makes Balance. it interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, it makes it interesting mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's in the house or on the body or on the plate, frankly. Right? Hmm. Yeah. All kinds of fun stuff that you could do there. Yeah. It's getting cloudier and cloudier while we talk. I thought the rain was over. No, it's not. Uh, We're actually like five minutes over. I don't know. Okay. Cue the rain. (laughs) That went really fast, though. Oh, it did. That was fun. (sighs) It was was, fun. uh, That was fun. You're making me want to go. I know. Now if we all my clean laundry up, pretend like we didn't have to work and we could just do that stuff all day. That'd be great. Alas, it is <laughs> Alas. not. Yes, not yet. Thank, thank you, lovely homemakers for joining us. Be sure to tell a fellow homemaker about the show. Tag them on Instagram. Let them know that this is your new favorite podcast. <laughs> Join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Grab yourself some rose at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic rose. And of course, become a member of the Old World Design Society at oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. That's a lot to remember. So you can always mm-hmm. just check the show notes wherever you listen or visit us over on our website at homemakerchicpodcast.com. Yes, ma'am. Anything else? I mean, lots. We could do this for lots. three more hours, but that's okay. all right. We'll talk again on Thursday. Um, that sounds like a plan. We'll see you there. All righty. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>